It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Hello, welcome in. It is Priority Talk Radio here on WXJC Truth 101.1 FM. How's everybody doing out there? Everybody survived all the, the, the flooding, the rain, my goodness, the traffic all over the northern half of Alabama soaked in rain this morning. Is there more to come tonight? My goodness. Last night, overnight as well. I thought about 4 a.m. I thought my house was going to fall apart. Boom. Boy, just shaking it, rumbling. We have had some more kind of weather, um, rain, the last couple of weeks. Wow. All right. It's all dry, high and dry here in the studio, 1011. It's Priority Talk, Good News, Christian Values. And uh, y'all know it's Thursday. And so uh, Pastor Paul Brazier, typically with us, but uh, as I had said, he's on a little vacation this week. He and his wife, much deserved, well needed, and uh, they're on vacation. And I am real happy to have my friend, Pastor and Dr. Roger Martis, sitting in the studio with us today. I said doctor. He he don't make a big deal out of that, but <laughs> we'll say it once. Uh, Roger Martis in studio with us, uh, pastored churches here in the state of Alabama for a long time and decades. We, we won't get into all those years, maybe. Not all, yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking my age, though. And uh, he's been here on the show with us before. Uh, I'm thinking it was maybe 17 or 18 you were with us, and you had a really good book um, about um, doors. I, I still, I've big, still got the book. Big doors swing on small hinges. I've got the book still. And I hadn't seen you in a long time. COVID and all that came around. And then a couple of weeks ago, uh, I'm up in uh, Colbert Lauderdale, County, Northwest Alabama. Preachers meeting. I'm at one of the preachers meetings and I'm, you know, speaking to the group that day and you're there. Absolutely. And I you were in Scottsboro last time we were together. Was, and and yeah. now you showed up and you got there and you said, I've been on the radio with you. Uh, I was like, You I sure know have. you from somewhere. Yeah. And man, I'm it's great to see you again, Greg. And man, thank you for what you do with you know, with Alcap is an organization that not only is needed oftentimes it kind of gets pushed aside i think i'm afraid in too many places but what you guys do on the front lines representing churches and believers all over the state thank you for doing that thank your board for what you guys do and uh, if y'all weren't fighting some of the battles they wouldn't get fought yeah and uh, so we, we as the kingdom people the church we thank you for what you do and just just say keep it up and we'll, we'll be praying for you and holding your arms up in the battle oh thank you and i often look back and i think wow where would our state be if it were not for uh, dan ireland and joe godfrey for the last 45 years and greg davis well i'm brand new yeah maybe that, somebody that, can say something one day if i'm able to do something of value but I mean, for 45 years, our state would be a radically different place. Absolutely. If it wasn't Absolutely. for the influence of Alcap and all those that have made it happen over all these years, 
not just those guys. They they were the you know the, the people that were privileged to lead it. Well, like but, we were uh, saying, board we... members and churches and giving and the denominations and all that. Yeah, but we were saying before we went on the air, I never met Dan Ireland, but, but I knew him by reputation yeah. and what he did and what standing in the gap and you know he he's a legend and I never knew him, but uh, but I knew of him. I say and, all and the time, Dan Ireland is still opening doors. For, for, for me absolutely as is Joe but yeah, Joe's absolutely. still with us and still helping me but Dan passed away yeah. and he's still opening doors it's pretty amazing it's incredible well it was good to reconnect with you there and, uh, and you know I, I, I remembered your book and I remembered you and I love that book I mean the, on the doors uh, it was just a unique book and I've still got it on my bookshelf at home which my good books are at home Wait, let, let's just be honest Greg you know we're both preachers and so that that book was a sermon it series is. that got into print you know well, it, and it, so we preachers love things that preach okay? yeah yeah more <laughs> if I needed a sermon I knew where to find one absolutely uh, but you said I got a new book out and that's a couple of years old a newer book and it's called Peak and Pits and uh, how the land of the Bible reflects the life of a believer so let me just tell you we're going to talk about Israel and the Holy Land here today. Uh, and during this first hour, we're going to focus in on your book. Okay. And, and man, what a great job you've done. And then the second hour, we'll mention it now, but second hour, we're going to get more into uh, a ministry now that, you, that you're uh, leading, Friends of Nazareth. And I want to let you tell all about that coming up next hour. Friends of Nazareth, a Baptist school in Nazareth, the hometown of our Lord Jesus. And so uh, an amazing work going on there, friendsofnazareth.org. Both of these hours will be on our podcast. So, But I want to focus on each one kind of separately. All right. And I'm going to let you just go off on your passion about uh, about the school over there next hour. Uh, but let's talk about this book, Peak and Pits, because the, the people that have listened to this show for a long time know that I talk about the Holy Land all the time. You know, when, uh, when Rabbi Eric Walker was here on the program with us, you know, he was a Holy Land aficionado. He and I did a trip together in 16 over there. And so we were always talking about Israel. Right. And I, and then, you know, I've had books from the Jerusalem University, you know, and the Hebrew University, you know, all their professors. We get all their books, and we interview some of them. But what you've done here, I just wish I would have had it on my recent trip to have given to every one of the folks traveling with us. Uh, so tell folks the story of Peak and Pits. Wow. Thank you, Greg. I, I tell you where it originated. Uh, I first went to the Holy Land in 2013, fell in love with the place, and fast forward to the COVID period. Okay. All now let's say you went in 2013. Yep. And now you've been 21 times. 21 times. Okay, just, so that tells you. <laughs> yeah. Just got. <laughs> he back, fell in love. Just got back from my 21st trip. I'll be leaving again in six weeks okay. to go back in September. But when COVID hit. And all of a sudden, I'm the president of a nonprofit, and, and, but I can't travel, you know. Churches are not meeting, you know. And so you, you didn't need a guest preacher because not even the real preacher was preaching, or it was a virtual thing. Right. And so all of a sudden, I'm sitting in my office one day. Highland Baptist Church in Florence is where my office for Friends of Nazareth is. And I'm sitting in, in my office. I'm the only guy in the building. Nobody else is in the building. They're, they're all at home. And I'm like, Lord, what am I going to do? And I'm in my quiet time that morning, and I just so happened to be in the book of Deuteronomy. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I'm reading Deuteronomy 8 and all the way through Deuteronomy 11, and twice, Deuteronomy 8, 8, Deuteronomy 11, 11, I believe it is, God said to the children of Israel, I'm leading you into a land 
that flows forth with mountains and valleys. Mm. And when I read that, having been there, I knew that's exactly the way it Didn't is. Did it jump off the page at you? <laughs> you know, after the, you've been there, I told people recently the only flat thing I've seen in the land of Israel is the is the Temple Mount. You know, everything else there's no other flat area in the whole land. And uh, but I read that and said, not only is Israel like that, life's like that. Mm -hmm. Life has mountains and life has valleys. Life has good days and life has bad days. Some days we're the windshield and some days we're the bug. You know, it wow. just that's yeah. just what happens. And so I started thinking about these places in the Bible and places that we visit when we're in the Holy Land. And, uh, and so I took 15 mountains and 15 valleys from places in the Holy Land, and I wrote a devotional book from that. And that's where Peaks and Pits comes from. I was so grateful that Governor Mike Huckabee wrote the foreword to the book. And, but it, it's, it's 30 chapters, 30, uh, 15 mountains, 15 valleys, as I said. And what we'll deal with is the homiletical, the mm -hmm. practical, the cultural, the historical, the traditional, all of these things from the scripture, from, from the culture, from, you know, from history of these places. And I'll take somebody there a homiletical approach as a as a preacher, you know. I'll be honest with you, all of these things, not only can they preach, they have. Sure. Okay. And 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 so they're developed in that way. And so that's why we as pastors, it kind of resonates with us because it's how we like to read. It's how we like to talk and think. And so I took those areas and I I will tell you this, Greg, I asked the Lord, I said, God, if you'll let me get this book into the hands of a lot of people if you'll let me sell a bunch of copies of this book, I'll give every penny of the proceeds of the sale of this book to our work in the Holy Land. Mm -hmm. And so today, that's exactly what I've done. I mean, I don't know how many copies we've sold to date, but I've not profited one cent off of that. Every penny off the sale of those books, it's like it's a gift of missions, and it goes to our work in Jesus' hometown. So if your folks want to get a copy, if a church, you know, I've had small groups, I've had ministry groups, I've had Sunday school classes, D groups that have used this as their curriculum, mm -hmm. WMU groups have used it as a curriculum, yeah. groups that go over to the Holy Land, and they, they give a copy to everybody. And well, that's then, what I was wishing I would have been able to do. I didn't know about it. So, you know, next well, time. Well, if you'd have had this while you was riding on the bus yeah. and could have read, oh, my goodness. So ne next time you'll, you, you'll have that and maybe somebody else, you know, their pastors are taking trips all the time. Mm -hmm. And it would be a help not only to them and their group, but in the end it will be a help to our school in Israel because all of the revenue of the sale of the books are going to be end up in the school. Wow, fantastic. All right, let's get into some of this on the other side and uh, start getting into some of this um, Israel talk and these peaks and pits and what we can learn from them. Uh, very good. So if people want to get the book, uh, just go ahead and put it out there, uh, and we'll, we'll get it up on our uh, show notes and those kind of things. But is the best thing to do, I mean, Amazon's always there, but I think if they go to your website, is that better? Yeah, they, I mean, they can go, do all the Whatever. traditional things, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, they can go to all those sites. But if they go to rogermartis.com or friendsofnazareth.org, there's a link on both of those areas. They can get a copy there. They can reach out to me in Florence. I can send them a personalized copy, you know, put it in the mail to them the next day. They reach mm -hmm. out to me, just Roger. And I would imagine uh, the school gets more of the money if you, if they do it that way. Exactly. They're, they're, you know, you're not paying they, anybody else. You don't get the Amazon cut taken out of that. Exactly. That's exactly right. All right. Pastor Roger Martis in studio with us from Florence, Alabama. We love our listeners up in the Shoals area here on 101.1 FM. And uh, he's driven down to Birmingham today to sit in with us. 
and uh, we're really looking forward to this. We're going to get into some of these uh, sites over in the Holy Land when we come back on the other side, and we'll tell you a whole lot more about Friends of Nazareth Baptist School coming up during the second hour. All right, it's Priority Talk Radio here on WXJC. Don't forget you can call or text us. Call or text 205-941-1011. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. This is Dr. Michael Brown. You're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. It is Priority Talk live right here on WXJC, Truth 101.1 FM. Visiting with Pastor Roger Martis, pastored for over 30 years. 36 years. All here in the state, pretty much? Nope. Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, and Virginia. Okay. How much in Alabama? A good chunk of it. Uh, yeah, 20, yeah. 25 of those okay. years. Okay. Yeah, mostly here in Alabama. Uh, some of you up in the northeast corner of the state may remember Roger from his ministry up that way and our listening audience, and now he's over in Florence, Alabama. Exactly. And uh, we are uh, talking about his book, uh, Peaks and Pits. And next hour, we're going to talk about the ministry that he is... Uh, out advancing called Friends of Nazareth Baptist School. We're going to talk all about the hometown of Jesus, Nazareth, and some of the great work that's going on there through the Friends of Nazareth. All right, Peaks and Pits, how the land of the Bible reflects the life of a believer. Now you've got, it's 15 and 15 in here, right? Correct. And uh, so we can't can't do them all, and no, people wouldn't need to get the book if we did that. Uh, so let me just pick out, what what's your favorite peak? Which one of these do you really like the most or find that you like to talk about the most? You know, Greg, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about one of those mountains that even though you've been there a lot of times, you may not have been to this mountain. you got a few in here okay. I have been to. Yeah. And, and one of them would be called Mount Aramos. Okay, it's Aramos Tapos is, is literally the word for it. But it's, it's the mountain of Beatitudes. The base of that mountain, I'm firmly convinced, was the meeting place that Jesus had with his disciples. Mark 135, where it says he went to a solitary place, that's the word Aramos Tepos, okay? And there in that location, there's a cave, there's an area right up above the Sea of Galilee that I'm absolutely confident, and, and we can talk about this historically, but I'm confident that's the, the, the meeting place that, you know, we guys have all got to have our meeting spot. It might be at the restaurant, the coffee shop, mm-hmm. or the barber shop. Yeah. But even in Jesus' day, or in had, the woods, maybe. <laughs> he, he exactly. Yeah. He had a meeting spot. In, in, he had one in Jerusalem, and he had one in Galilee. 
The one in Jerusalem, of course, would have been the Garden of Gethsemane. That's how they knew where to find him because he would oftentimes go there and retreat there. But he also had one in Galilee, and it was this cave, this area, Aramos Tapos. And, you know, think about it like this. After the resurrection, Jesus told the disciples, y'all go on to Galilee and I'll meet you there. Mm-hmm. Well, where in Galilee? Right. You've been it, there. It's a, a big area. It's a big area. Sure. I mean, you go all the way from Mediterranean yeah. to the Jordan River. They didn't River. have cell phones. Hey, where have, you at? Where, where's it going to be? Yeah. So, so that had to be code. And I want to challenge you with this. You know, you mentioned how all of a sudden these things come out. Start in the Gospels now when you see the mountain, the mountain, the Mm. mountain, the mountain, meet you at the mountain. And it's amazing once that's pointed out to you. And I believe that's code for the place where Jesus met with these guys, and it's this cave. And I was there last year with 12 college students. Okay, now get this picture for a second. I've set these 12 students around in this cave. It's a little little bench area inside here. Is it sort of like being in Bethlehem in the shepherds? Sort of? Sort of, kind of. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Overlooks the Dead Sea. I mean, overlooks the Sea of sea. Galilee. Beautiful area. A great place to minister, to meditate, yeah. to nurture these people, to disciple them, to grow them. And I, and I set these 12 people right there, and then I told them where we were. And I reminded them that this was the place that Jesus took his 12 followers and molded them, nurtured them, discipled them, got them ready to change the world. And and actually, if you closely look at the, the Gospels, it's also, I believe, the same spot where Jesus gives the Great Commission. Many times we think, well, that happened back at the Mount of Olives, but no, it happened in Galilee. And so uh, look closer at the scripture, and they're in Galilee, and then they go uh, to Jerusalem, to the Mount of Olives, and he, he, he ascends. Uh-huh. But they are the Great Commission gave. So, I mean, this ministry and maturing these people and pouring his life into them and then giving them the commission to go into all the world. And so when I had these kids there and just kind of encouraged them and, and whatnot, I thought, wow, can you imagine one day Jesus was with his 12 and from that time, they changed the world. Wow. And now, so, so I, lo- it, I love that place. You say it's on a road above the road between uh, Tacpa and Capernaum. Yeah. And I've been to both of those, of I course. Guarantee you've passed. Here's what I say in the book. So it's north. It's on the northern part of the Sea of Galilee. Yeah. Right? Right. You know, when you leave Tabga, uh-huh. I mean, right outside the parking area of Tabga, if you'll look up to your left, there's a cave in the side of the hill. Wow. There's a path that leads up to that. And about. 0.05 of 1% of the, of the tourists that go there know about that place. Wow. Because it's hard to get to. You know, it's on the side of a mountain. So you have to hike up to you it? You have to hike up to this little area. And that's not that bad. Yeah. And uh, But but no nobody knows where it is, you know. But when you realize not only Well, it makes sense because it's right above the hometown of Jesus, Capernaum. Absolutely. And and he, when, when he let, had the, the long day, he needed to recover some, where'd he go? Yeah. He found a solitary place. When they find him later, you know, right below that is Job's spring, mm-hmm. uh, where where the lepers would have hung out. Mm-hmm. He comes down off the, the Mount of Beatitudes after the Sermon on the Mount. Who meets him right at the base of that? A leper. That's right. Okay? Right in this area. And so you start connecting all these dots. Man, I love that place. And most people don't go there, you know. Mm. And so it's my favorite mountain. I love to talk about that. I love to visit that. And uh, I'll get you over there sometime. Well, I bet those 12 college students 
Mm. And we were back there, you know, uh, several weeks just ago. Had, had some folks from the Well Church in Florence, and uh, all of a sudden, all of them, when they realized where we were, and not only who had been there, but what had happened there, mm-hmm. brother, it was a, it was a holy moment. Wow, wow, boy, there's so much to see. Um, Unbelievable. You could spend a month just around the Sea of Galilee. Absolutely. I mean, easy. And you know, I, you I can't see to, it all while you're there. You know, if you I see one thing, you this. don't see something else. Yeah, I have to say this. I love Nazareth because that's where our school is and the whole bit. But, but man, I love the Sea of Galilee. Sure. Because so much of the gospel and all the story, you know, it, it's there and it's just, it's amazing to, to be and, where and Jesus And it's still was. got a pretty genuine feel to it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's it's not very built up, honestly, with growth and things like that. The touristy that. part. The yeah. touristy, yeah. you got yeah. one area that's sort of that way. and But for the most part, you look across that water over and you see the other side. When you watch that sun uh, come up Rise in the morning, that's yeah. the same way Jesus watched the Absolutely. sun come up, right there. Absolutely. In the same place. It has not changed. Wow. Absolutely. Well, you just blew my mind with that. I've never <laughs> heard of that. You got to look for it. Now, you'll look for it the next I've time you're there. I've been reading on the book, but I had not gotten that's That's on over in the book a little ways. I yeah. had not gotten that far yeah. yet. I read some. What I did was I jumped into some of the places I normally go to. Exactly. And see what you had to say about those. Exactly. Now I'm going to get into some of these I'm not as familiar with. So that's Mount Aramos. Aramos Tapos is the word, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Right Peaks, on the Mount of Beatitudes. Peaks and Pits by Roger Martis. Uh, visit his website, rogermartis.com. And, uh, okay, when we come back, I'm going to get your favorite pit. All right. Is that all right? That's, is that fair? So these would be like a va- the valleys, basically, there you go. right? Exactly. But you had to use pit because that went with peak. Exactly. That's Baptist preachers. It's all got to sound alike. <laughs> it's got to right? be alliterated. That's right. 205-941-1011. Call or text us. I love to get your text messages. We read every single one of them. And, again, if you're ever interested in Israel and getting over there, email me, greg at prioritytalkradio.com. You can go with us or Roger. We'll get you connected. We want you to be a part of the show. Yes, you. To make comments or ask questions, call or text Priority Talk at 205-941-1011. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... And we welcome you back in as we begin uh, another half hour here on Priority Talk Radio. We're here until 7 o'clock, Monday through Friday, beginning at 5, all the way until 7. Good news, Christian values here on Truth 101.1 WXJC. Pastor Talk here on Thursday, um, and we're visiting with Pastor Roger Martis. And uh, next hour, we're going to be talking about Nazareth and the school there that he... uh, uh, is uh, head of the ministry here in the States, Friends of Nazareth Baptist School. And uh, you'll be back over there in September with the school over there, right. yep. um, helping them. We're going to get much more into that next hour, okay? I can't wait. I- I'm ready to learn more about it. I know a little bit. I'm re- ready to learn much more about Friends of Nazareth. Um, but I thought you guys would also love to hear about his book, Peaks and Pits, How the Land of the Bible Reflects the Life of a Believer. He has taken 15 of the uh, peaks and 15 of the pits, or the valleys, I guess, so to speak. Is, is that fair to say valleys? Yeah. Okay. Mountains and valleys. Yeah, and mountains and valleys, and uh, is highlighting them here in his book and uh, giving it to us in a, um, in, in basically a little mini sermons, you know. But you give the hist- the history, the geography, what, whatever's applicable, 
And so, uh, boy, you just blew my mind there with uh, your favorite Mount Aramos, right? Which is Aramos to- Topos. Topos, right? Topos. Yep. Okay, trying to get it right. Those Greek words. Uh, they're in Galilee for a solitary or a lonely place. My goodness, wow. That's, a, that's something else. Mark 135. Can you do that yeah. again and tell me about your favorite pit? Yeah. my I mean, you got my, 15 my, and 15. I'm asking you to narrow it down. You so. know, and, and, and Greg, isn't that kind of hard for us in life? to? It's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Our favorite valley. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? God uses those valleys in our lives. Well, we love the hills. We love the mountains. We love the, to celebrate those things. But I think you'd probably agree with me. I grow a whole lot more in the valleys than I do in the mountains, mm-hmm. you know. So God, it's really a part of his gift that he gives us those valley experiences. So I talk about the valleys of Baca, and I talked about, you know, so many, 15 there. But I want let's talk about this one. Let's talk about the Jordan River Valley. Okay. And let's talk about the Dead Sea for a second. Yep. And here, here's why I want to say that. It, as a pastor, the, an encouragement that I could give your listeners today and give us as a reminder to us, but... You've been there, and you've seen this. And I, I've told you before we went on the air, I love the places in Israel that have got water. You know, so Jordan River, Sea of Galilee. Mediterranean. Mediterranean, the Dead Sea, yeah. all of them, you yeah. know. I've been in all of them. I've swam in them all. But here, here, yeah. here's, here's the question that I would have, that I would want to say to people. What is the difference, the primary difference between the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea? Now, mm-hmm. one of them is alive, and one of them is dead. Right. One of them is full of, of fish and life and activity, and the other one is slimy and it stinks, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole bit. Because here's what's interesting, Greg. The same source of water yeah. feeds both of them. That's right. So the, so the Jordan River that originates up at Mount Hermon comes out of that mountain, comes down the the Hula Valley mm-hmm. and deposits into the Jordan into the Sea of Galilee and then it leaves out of the Sea of Galilee and floats down the Jordan River Valley into the Dead Sea but the difference between the Dead Sea and the Living Sea the Sea of Galilee is one has an outlet yep and the other one doesn't does not that's right so the Dead Sea all of this water goes into it but it has nowhere to go now my little Alabama brain sometimes would think, well, you know, if it's all going in and nothing's going out, you would think that sea's getting bigger, but actually it's decreasing. It is. Yeah. In fact, it, it decreases by more than a meter a year. Now think about that. Three mm-hmm. feet every year or more drop off. And you out can of, see it when you're there. Absolutely. You can absolutely see how it's decreased. They will show, they will show you a line of where mm-hmm. it was, you know, in 1945 and where it is now. But... So, so, what happens there? You know, one one is is being fed and has an outlet. The other one's being fed, but it doesn't have an outlet, and it's dying. And you know what? You and I have both come in contact with a lot of people in our churches, our communities, our organizations. They're just like that. Mm-hmm. They'll either have they'll there'll be people that folks pour into, and they give out. They're generous. And, and they're a blessing to so many others. And then there's those type people or those type churches or those type businesses or those type organizations. All they want is, you know, pour into us, but they're not willing to give out. Mm. And here's the question that I have for all of us, me especially today, but, but for all of us. Do I want my life 
to be like the Sea of Galilee, or do I want my life to be like the Dead Sea? That's right. Mm-hmm. Do, do I want do I want to be marked by life and goodness and blessing and generosity, or do I want to be slimy and stinky and dead? You know, and that to me that's the great lesson from the Dead Sea. I mean, you could talk about all of the other stuff. You know, Lot, Lot's wife, Lot. You know, Sodom and Gomorrah, all of the other things of the of the of the Dead Sea and, and, and what's happening there, what's going to happen there in the future. But for practical purposes today, let's ask ourselves this question. Do I want my life to be marked by generosity or by stinginess? Do I want to be a, a Sea of Galilee or do I want to be a Dead Sea? And I just tell you, I've made up my mind. I want to be more like the Sea of Galilee mm-hmm. than the Dead Sea. Yeah, well, Sea of Galilee is beautiful and the Dead Sea it's got a unique look to it, but it is. Uh, it it's is, deceiving. Yeah. It, 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 you, you look at it from afar, and it, it is beautiful. It is. I mean, you even talked about the picture there and yeah. asked, now, which one is this? Because yeah. the Dead Sea looks pretty. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that we know that they look great on the outside. You know, but Jesus said, but they're full of dead men's bones. Yeah. You know, and, and so I don't want my life to be like that. Man, I, I want it to be generous and giving and blessed of the yeah. Lord. And the way you can do that is by having an outlet. I shared a very similar word with our group when we were there. Same thing, uh, same same thought process. You did it much better than I did. But um, I, I always find it interesting as well that the Dead Sea, pe- people don't realize this, is the lowest point on the face of the earth. Exactly. And exactly. I, I don't know all the significance there, but I mean, when you're at the Dead Sea, you, you just you can't don't get go any lower. lower. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. And, uh, and, and that dead, lifeless body of water sits at the lowest place on the face of the earth. And it's fascinating. I mean, you go, people come there from all over the world and they float there and mm-hmm. there's medicinal purposes and a lot of different things. But the bottom line is it's dead. Mm. Now, the, the neat thing is, I believe during the millennial reign of Christ, it's going to be brought back to life. You know, the, the gospel, I mean, the, the, the prophets talk about that. The book of Revelation talks about that. I deal with that in the book. And so uh, it's going to be brought back to life. But but in the meantime, it's it's dead. And and I don't want my life to be like the Dead Sea. I want it to be like the Sea of Galilee. Well, and just talking about that valley of, of, the, Jor- of the Jordan River, you know, Jesus was baptized somewhere along through there from yep. Galilee to the Dead Sea. It's probably about midways, maybe. Um, I've, I've tried to draw the analogies. What's the, you know, it's that same body of water from life into death. Yep. And here we are. Jesus was baptized there. When we go, we baptize right there in that same water, but it's, uh, it's flowing from north to south down to that Dead Sea. It's, uh, it's, it's fascinating when you just really. When you think about, I mean, even a lot of the Old Testament things of the scripture that we find right there in Jericho mm-hmm. and down to the Dead Sea area and, you know, all the way back to the time of Abraham and Lot. You know, all of that happened right there in that area where the children of Israel crossed the Jordan same River. Same place. Same area. Yeah, where Elijah was taken up. Exactly. And Elisha Spring and all of these areas mm-hmm. right there in Jericho and that area. And, yeah, there, there, there are two different places that are recognized in the land as baptismal spots, but probably the more authentic place where Jesus was baptized is right above the Dead Sea, mm-hmm. between the Dead Sea and, and Jericho, right there, and because it's, it's where John the Baptist was hanging out, so it makes more sense. And then from there, he goes, led by the Spirit, into the wilderness, which is right outside right of Jericho. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that that's no doubt that's, that's the more practical spot for that. Well, if you want to get this book, um, I encourage you to do so. Uh, go to rogermartis.com, M-A-R-D-I-S, rogermartis.com. And uh, there's 30 of these in this book. 
and we, yeah. he shared two. Maybe I can squeeze another one out of him because this is really good. Um, you know, I see here the Valley of Elah. Uh, I've been there. Yeah. That's uh, David and Goliath, right? Absolutely. Um, I, I'm going to have to just pick one out here when I come back. Can you, you can talk about all of them on the fly? Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested in some of the – Mount Nebo is in here. Just some of the spots that uh, you know our listeners would recognize. But there, then there's these that you've probably never even heard of, and they're in the Bible. You just exactly. read right over them. Exactly. And didn't even recognize it because you didn't know anything about it. The point you made earlier, the geography yeah. of the land. You know, all of a sudden when you've been there, walked out and seen that, and you read it again, it takes on new meaning. Makes a lot more sense. Yeah. RogerMartis.com. And then next hour, you're going to hear a lot more about friendsofnazareth.org, a, uh, an evangelical Baptist school in the hometown of our Lord Jesus. Absolutely. And I can't wait for you to hear more about that. I can't wait to learn more. All right, let's take a break. It's Priority Talk Radio. Greg Davis here with you. Truth 101.1 WXJC FM. Priority Talk. Scale your business with a dedicated team of experts. A marketing vendor focuses on profit. A marketing partner focuses on your business. With Dot Edison, there is no more taking, only serving. Feel great about your marketing with Dot Edison. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. I'm Lila Rose, president of Live Action and author of Fighting for Life, and you're listening to Priority Talk. It's Priority Talk Radio. Greg Davis with you. I should have mentioned we are streaming live on Facebook, finishing out this first hour. If you want to go back and watch some of this, it'll be there uh, for you at our uh, Priority Talk Facebook page. And uh, we'll also post all of this to our podcast pages uh, this evening. It'll be there. So if you want to share this or go back and listen again, we're visiting with Pastor Roger Martis, of course. He's going to be with us next hour as well talking about the Friends of Nazareth Baptist Evangelical School in the hometown of Jesus. Hmm. They're in Nazareth. So we're, we're not talking about Nazareth yet, but we're going to next hour. Um, so we're talking through this book, Peak and Pits, How the Land of the Bible Reflects the Life of a Believer, and uh, forward by Governor Mike Huckabee. Yep. And uh, that's an honor. Thankful for that. Mike's yes. a, a great friend of Israel. Uh, he, he's probably taken as many groups over there as anybody probably yeah, over absolutely the years. many more and than me done more to bless uh, israel than just about you know any any of us over here and so uh, good to see that as well all right so we're talking these peaks these mountaintops these pits the valleys there's 30 of them in the book you got to read this book and get it you got pictures in it as well uh, did you take the pictures probably did you take uh, them? Some of those some of I them? took, yeah. And some of them, a friend of ours that's on our board, a guy named Clayton Paddett, took yeah. some of those photos. I have a so. lot of these same photos. I really do. That, that's a good one there. I, I love, well, listeners of Facebook can see it, but, you know, I love, I love that yeah. one. Yeah, right I there ab- above Gethsemane there. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's the uh, Ascension, isn't it? Church. Is that the Ascension? No, it's actually below that. That That's in the place of the teardrop. That's you know, it. Where, that's where, it. Where Jesus wept, you yeah. know, over the city. That's right. Yeah, and I've been there and we've got that same picture that is that is really beautiful Golgotha's there the western wall um from the the garden tomb um boy 
so much. Jordan here. River, all, all those places. Jordan River, yeah. Galilee, um, the Southern Steps I see there. Yeah, boy, you got it all in here. All right. So let's talk about something. Those, The one you gave, people have never even heard of, uh, the mountaintop. Then uh, then we talked about, you know, the Jordan Jordan Valley uh, and then and the Galilee and the Dead Sea. And people have heard of the Galilee sure. and the Dead Sea. Sure. And another people have heard of is uh, the uh, the dry bones, the Valley of Dry Bones. Talk to us about it. It's in the book. It's in the book. Yeah, it, it, it's in the book. It's, it's, it's it actually is. in the Bible. You know, Ezekiel talks about this valley. And, and I, let's just be honest, Greg. We preachers have, we've heard sermons on the Valley of Dry Bones from a lot of different angles. Yeah. Okay? Well, preachers like to preach to preachers about the Valley of Dry Bones. Yeah. That's a popular message among pastors to each other. And, and, and I'm going to just be honest with you. A lot of the times the way we preach it yeah. and the way we present it, it may preach good. Yeah. It may be homiletically, you know, pl- pleasing to listen to. But, but do you know, okay, let's answer this question. Is that really what the author's original intent was? That's right. Because I believe that, that this picture he's given us there is of the nation of Israel. When all of a sudden you've got these bones that are scattered out, mm-hmm. there's no breath, there's no life. And, and, and that was the nation of Israel prior to... Uh, May of 1948, okay? Mm-hmm. And and then all of a sudden you see these bones coming together type deal, but boy, they need the breath of God to be blown into them. And so you've got a, you've got a picture not only of Israel past, but I believe you've got a, a picture of Israel in the present. When God is bringing these bones together and God, you know, all of a sudden these bones are coming to bone, sinew, flesh, all of these things are going to be added. But you look at the land of Israel today, okay? They're a nation. They're recognized by the UN. But from a spiritual standpoint, they're graveyard dead. Mm. And what breaks my heart, you know, is you've got the the three largest religions of the world yeah, right there. all fighting over this same little area. Christianity, Judaism, and and, and Islam are, are the Muslims, and they're all strategically fighting over the same area. And they're going, you know, is, is Israel a religious land? You bet. Sure. Very religious, but it's very lost. Now, Greg, you think about this. Nine million people in that little bitty condensed land of Israel, and the overwhelming majority of them are lost. You're right. Best we can tell, less than 5,000 evangelical Jesus followers are in Israel. You know, Jews are coming back to the land. Mm -hmm. We know about, you know, that's noted. But Christians are leaving the land because they're so persecuted. They are. So so marginalized. We talked to some in Bethlehem. So they're they're, they're they're leaving. They're leaving. They're They're, coming here. Yeah, they're coming here. They want to come here or they just want to leave there. They can't get Mm -hmm. jobs. They, They get persecuted in the whole bit. So they leave there. And so the light is being diminished more and more and more. And, and, and to me, that's a picture of what Ezekiel 37 is talking about. You've got all of these bones that come together. Now there's form, they're formed, but the breath of God has not been blown on them yet. Mm. You know, the way it's going to be. When, when, when the fullness of the Gentiles come in and when God comes back for his chosen people and begins to work in a fresh way among his chosen people, the Jewish people. And so we, I deal with that in, in the valley uh, of dry bones. And uh, I, w- I would challenge people, go, go back, read the scripture, look at that, 
you know, from a historical, but from a theological and a very practical standpoint. And, and we'll point all those things out uh, in the chapter. In the well, book. you're messing up a lot of people's sermons. <laughs> I, hey, I messed up some of my own sermons, sure, sure. you know. Oh, yeah. Because I, I look at some of those things and say, well, Roger, this is the way I presented this a bunch of years ago. And did it preach good? Oh, yeah, it preached good. You know, it's one of those, you know, shout and hallelujah type mm-hmm. sermons. But really, was that the author's original intent? And so I think we have to go back and analyze things in light of that. So it's not about uh, uh, dead revival. church services or revival. That's not what it's about. Can can it's about the appli- people. can the application be made toward that? Well, sure it can. Mm-hmm. We can make application, but but was that the original intent of the passage? Uh, I, I think would have to be challenged. Well, that. and Mormonism, Mormonism even has a has an angle on that as well. Absolutely. Uh, but it's really about, uh, as you said, 1948. Uh, God's people, being, God's land, being yep. being uh, being reborn. Absolutely. Um, and uh, wow, wow. So that's just that's just hermeneutics there. That's biblical interpretation yep. that a lot of times uh, we don't do. And uh, wow, uh, fantastic. Let me give you let me give you another mountain to think about, Greg. Yeah. You know, we, we this is one of those I've seen it, but I've not been there. Okay. Okay. Most of the places in the book I've actually been, but I've not been across the border into Jordan. Okay. Okay. One of the mountains that's across the other side of the Sea of Galilee, or the Dead Sea, you've seen it as well. I'm not sure if you've been there. No. In Jordan is Mount Nebo. Yeah. Now, what happened in Mount Nebo? When we read about Mount Nebo in the Bible, here's the interesting thing. It was the vantage point from which Moses saw the promised land, but remember, he couldn't go in. Right. Because he struck the rock the second time, and God forbid him. I'll let you see the land. Yep. But at least at that point, he was not going to be able to go back into the land. Now, I will tell you, at the Mount of Transfiguration, yeah. Moses finally arrived there. You know, uh, We find that several hundred years or even a few thousand years later. But at Mount Nebo, God buried Moses. At that, at that point, no, nobody knows where he's buried. And, and I've often thought, I wonder why God did that. Why did God bury him and not tell anybody do you remember the, the, the history of the of the people of the Bible and even the history of people today? Can you imagine as much as these people fussed about Moses and complained and griped and murmured and all of these things, you know, but that was the man that led them out of Egypt and brought water from the rock and manna came from heaven and all of these things. Can you imagine the idolatrous worship they would have had sure. with this? You know, in the same way they took this pole around with a circle on the pole, you know, they would have had the whole nation of people bowing down to them. I, God knew that. And I believe that's why God just said, I'll just alleviate that problem. I'll bury him up there. Wow. And uh, so we point that out in the book. But but Mount Nebo is one of those places I've not been. Yeah, I'm, but I, I want to go because I want to see that angle of the Holy Land from the vantage point that Moses, you know, would have seen it when when God let him not go in but see the land. That's right. See that wow. perspective. Uh, you mentioned the Transfiguration. This is a yes or a no, I guess. Uh, Caesarea Philippi area. The, there, in the book, I talk about Mount, Mount Tabor. Tabor. Okay. Uh, you know, th- there's two different spots that are yeah. you, you realize. You know, one, one is up at, at at Dan at Caesarea Philippi, up at that area, but the other is Mount Tabor. And uh, more tradition would have Mount Tabor. And so I point out both of those can be options, but in the book I actually point out Mount Tabor 
And when we're in Nazareth at Mount Precipice and you look over to the left, you can see Mount Tabor. It's a great vantage point to see, you know, this high mountain from that area, even in Nazareth. And it's a beautiful view. Roger Martis in studio with us. All right, we're going to move on from the book. I could stay on this the rest of the month. Maybe I will. Peak and Pits, uh, rogermartis.com. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what he's really passionate about, Friends of Nazareth. Amen. And, and, and we'll talk about Israel and the Holy Land, and we're going to focus in more on the hometown of our Lord Jesus, Nazareth, and the great work and the great ministry that's going on there through the Baptist Evangelical School right Amen. there Amen. in Nazareth. All right, we're glad you're with us. We've got another hour yet to come. It's Priority Talk Radio here on WXJC. It's Truth 101.1. Keep it right here, my friends. We'll be right back. 